here inside AT&T Stadium, home of, home of the Dallas Raiders. <laughs> Cowboys. Tom Marshall. Cowboys. Cowboys time. <laughs> we saw Vasquez. Um, Cade Torres? Yes. How the hell? Nearly forgot that then. <laughs> and John Arnold here. <laughs> Uh, Gold Cup Daily. John's not happy because apparently he copyrighted the Gold Cup Daily name mm-hmm. back in 2001. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I've had that name for a long time, but uh, I guess I'll lend it to you guys if we can work out a deal for maybe some dinner, some drinks, something like that. But uh, my lawyer will be in touch. I heard you thought you heard you thought of the name in 2001, and you kind of developed it. And then first used it in 2015. That's exactly right. So good. That's exactly right. It's something I've just been thinking about since I was a small child. <laughs> what, what would it be like to actually execute something called Gold Cup Daily? I did it in a previous edition of the Gold Cup, um, and now you've robbed it from me, despite the development. So uh, again, my lawyers will be in touch, but hopefully we can work out a, a deal. Yeah, we'll leave it to the lawyers that side. Anyway, anyway, uh, there's a game on Mexico oh. against Ecuador. Um, over 40,000 people expected. You know, again, um, the hype around the Mexican national team has sold tickets here in Dallas. Uh, good to see them do an event kind of in the, in the city centre in downtown uh, with all the players present um, two days out from the game. Um, and yeah, Tata Martino just speaking there. Obviously, three wins out of three so far in his time in charge. Things have been going pretty well. Uh, so yeah, let's throw it out there. What thoughts on what Tata said today? Um, and what to expect tomorrow? Um, when the press conference, I think we all were wondering about Edson Alvarez and his injury. And I think he definitely let us know that he's waiting, you know, till the end, um, excuse me, the day before the actual game to make the decision about keeping Edson or it was Uriel Antuna taking over. So I think a couple of days of recovery for him would be great. Um, so that was kind of a worry that we all had. Um, yeah, I tell you, I tell you what though, it wasn't like hundred percent Edson's in. You know, it was yeah, like, oh, no. we're gonna wait till the edge of the Gold Cup and then kind of, we'll see. I mean, I think he's gonna be fine. Else, I think he would have gone back. You know, but um, it wasn't kind of hundred percent, was it? No, not hundred percent. And I think Edson, I mean, the the way he had a great season, and you know, you've seen Tata put definitely put his word out, like, oh, he really enjoys Edson. It'd be a shame to uh, have a miss, and he had another player miss on a Gold Cup, so. I think all those conversations with injuries was also a major talk, talking points when it comes to what happened at the press conference today. One of the questions that kind of stuck in my mind was someone asking Tata Martino about the pitch and the curse of Luis Montes and the injury curse with him and also um, Araujo. And Tata Martino was kind of like uh, caught off guard because he really didn't know. But I think injuries, and he said, you know, it's part of the game. Um, uh, Tom, you asked a really good question, you know, Carlos Arcelo also, if he's if he's ready to go and he's all there. So it looks like the injury kind of drama is uh, at least getting better from what we've heard from pre-Gold pre, uh, Cup and, no, and all that's going on. So Yeah. At the same time, you could have any player injured yeah. Yeah. tomorrow against Ecuador, and then yeah, you well. do have to – you can pull your replacement from the provisional roster. But at this point, if someone else goes down – I don't want to put any curses on anybody. Not but if someone else goes down, okay, then Antuna's in. And if someone else goes down, Godinho. you have to bring in another goalkeeper to, to be your field. <laughs> I mean, you, you legitimately don't have any options. And I wrote it after the, the Atlanta game. It was a mistake. It, we haven't seen Tata Martino make many mistakes. Yeah, and I think he's a really smart and wise guy. But I think 
that mistake, partly because he's so clever. Sometimes the most clever people make the biggest errors because they're so used to being right. They're so used to being clever. I think he sort of stepped in it there. And I think you're right, So Right now he's getting away with it, but one ankle roll the wrong yeah. way and you, they're in trouble. I tell you the other thing as well. I mean, I think the Mexican press got a lot, get a lot of, they got a bad reputation basically, no? But imagine that in Argentina. Hmm. <laughs> imagine you're allowed to name 40 players for the Copa America with Argentina and you only name 29. And then they all go down injured and you have to play a goalkeeper as your striker alongside Messi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's, it's funny that, that we, we talk about that. We're kind of joking about it, but it's pretty truthful on, and on that. Um, one of the things also that kind of stuck out was the kind of a question about, does it, has anything surprised you with the national team? And I thought one of the big, that question that he answered, and he said that, the contracts with all the sponsors and all the activities yeah. kind of surprised me on on that. And and if you notice, he said official and unofficial, right? It yeah. seems like there's other things that he's sort of being roped into maybe or, or that he just wasn't expecting to be part of the job that are part of the job. Actually got to interview Tata in after one of those commercial obligations. He was here in Dallas. He spoke with the, the Dallas mayor at City Hall. And I asked him, one of my first questions to him was just, well, the reason you're here is this occasion, this event, this marketing opportunity that they want to do, do you like it? And he said, he didn't say no, he didn't say yes, he said, I've gotten used to it partly because of my time in Atlanta and I realize my job is now going to go beyond simply being a coach, which I think it was essentially, even a club like Barcelona, I don't think he had that many extra obligations on him off the field, away from the field. So. Uh, I think it's something he's getting used to, and, and I think he knew that there were going to be some, but wasn't ready for the the exact quantity. So my full answer is in the Dallas Morning News. If you check his full answer, excuse me, is in the is in the story I wrote. So I thought it was interesting to hear him kind of say, I, I, "I do it because I have to, but it's not my favorite thing to do necessarily." And, yeah. and the quantity is interesting. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I think you know Mexico obviously plays so often in the states, and last night we all went to that um, fan festing. Um, in 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 the down in downtown, it's like I don't know. My impression was this Mexican national team should be doing more things like this for fans in the states because the fans in the states are paying forty fifty dollars minimum for these tickets, and it's good to give back, you know. And it's to see to see the players go there. All right, it wasn't a long time or anything, but you know, you could tell those kids that they absolutely loved it. You know, the families going, you know, the full families there. Um, but yeah, but it is a balance, and I think. Um, I don't know, I think it's going to be um, interesting going forward, but Kerry, thoughts on last night and just, I don't know, you're, you're obviously from here, like, what what do you think, how do you think it uh, impacts people, like, locally, stuff like that? I think in Dallas it just means a lot, especially with Mexico um, having contracted to come here. They know that, like you said, Tom, most of the people can't go to Mexico to maybe see a Mexico game or anything. So just the Mexico, the Mexico players showing, like, hey, we're here, like, we're really, you know, happy to be here, like, everybody, you know, coming out and seeing us, like, that definitely means a lot. So I think Dallas uh, definitely responded well yesterday. I think there was a lot of great um, opportunity, especially because it was the first time that they're doing this. So um, it was a great atmosphere. And going back to what John said about the whole, um, you know, obligations and all that stuff. I mean, we're talking about La Selección Mexicana, like, yeah. here in the United States. It's like, wherever they go, they're son locales they're at home so definitely i think that will be part of you know the all the obligation they have with sponsors and etc so you know i think it's just part of it and i think he didn't really accept or he wasn't really expecting how much of it was going to be involved but i think you know he's definitely getting a taste of it i I feel like it's it was great 
it started at three and then it's supposedly at 10. Ten there was really nothing going on at three and there's some DJs out there. Obviously there's things that they're gonna look yeah. at. When the national team came, everyone went crazy, yeah. right? Because they were all there. And we only thought that maybe it was gonna be three players that were gonna come. All The whole national the whole team, team came in yeah. with Tata Martino. They threw out those balls that, by the way, like kids were <laughs> this a, little, a little dangerous because they <laughs> threw all those balls in the crowd and, and everyone was going crazy. And they crazy. were bowling balls. They really <laughs> need to consider that next time. Yeah. Apparently they were all signed, so that was oh, pretty yeah. cool. Oh, wow. So that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, from what, asking some of the fans, it's like, I wish we would have saw a little more of the national team and yeah. just come say hi and give a ball out. But I, I get it. And it's, yeah. it's that balance that Tata Martino doesn't want him because yeah. he got there at, seven, at 520 or 620 and he'd be there for 40 minutes. That's, four, that's 40 minutes that he can do something with something the national else. team. Yeah, and I think Martino said in the press conference, didn't he? He doesn't like that. He yeah. clearly yeah. doesn't like that. And he said, you know, for fans to get close to the national team, I want, you know, it's on the field. You know, I want to see, I want fans to identify with a style of play with the players because of what they do on the field, not because they go and, well, he didn't say that, but not because they go and wave for, for five but minutes to the crowd. It's interesting that he's able to say that and, and kind of not, not you know, I'm sure, you know, sponsors and I'm sure all that, it was kind of cool that he to, to, for him to say that and kind of gives us a little side of Tata Martino that he's always going to give you, he may not give you the cookie cutter answer, but he wants to let you know, I'm surprised at this, all yeah. the things that we do. But he also mentions kind of winking uh, oh, I'm sure the field will be better. Uh, when he was asked about the yeah. poor field in the Argentina-Mexico game uh, the, in 2015 when yeah. they played that friendly here, and he was here as the coach of Argentina. And I think you see him understanding. He, like I said, he's a clever guy. I think he knows when he needs to say, you know, toe the company line. And then he also knows when he can impact things and yeah. can push. The other thing that's interesting, this may go beyond the scope of Gold Cup Daily and a, a conversation they're ha we're having in a stadium. Gold they're about Cup to weekly. kick us out of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shouldn't Mexico do those same things in Mexico? Shouldn't Mexico do those same sorts of things in the Socarlo before they go to the World Cup for the send-off games? Now, they get booed at the send-off games, so maybe they, the fans they, don't they, want that. I don't know. But, but there's, very little, there's very little opportunity, and it's interesting yeah. um, that this is where it happens in Dallas because of this commercial agreement. It seems like, you know, I don't think they did anything like that in Atlanta. I don't think they're going to do anything like that during the Gold Cup. During the World Cup, we saw the players of their own volition kind of go out of the hotel and, and thank fans and kind of chat. But I think fans are desperate for that connection with people now in this age of social media where you, can, you feel like you know these players. You know what they're eating for dinner. You know who they're, they're, they're goofing off with or going to the mall with or whatever, they want, they, they feel like they know the players. I think we all have those kind of connections. And I think it's wise from a marketing standpoint to foster those relationships. But if Martino pushes back, which understandably so, because like you said, we so he can do an extra film session for 40 minutes or have the players in bed or whatever he wants to do, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it could get a little pushback. So I think it'll be interesting to watch that evolve. Yep. Chicharito in Tepito. Had a September friendlies, no? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, they, they have to they have to play play games in Mexico to, first of all. Yeah, that's but, true. I mean, that's it. That's it. That's right. Fest kind of outside the Azteca. I mean, it's a pretty good neighborhood, like atmosphere there. They yeah, have, no, they, yeah. they've copied. Yeah, I, I see it even outside. Yeah, outside of even like Chivas' stadium, yeah. it's got a lot of elements now. Even yeah. sometimes they play the music. Yeah, yeah, you know, outside like, of it with the whole like yeah. runs and all the sponsorship, and they, it looks like Coca-Cola's there and he's bringing everybody out just like on the outside. I mean, the marketing is there yeah. because the companies are getting a part of it. But I think there's just more revenue here, dollar-wise. Yeah, well, yeah, dollar. That's, I think yeah. that's just the biggest thing. The, no. They have this fan fest yesterday, and then they're going to have the other fan fest before the game, yeah. and it's, you know, the corporate sponsorships are there, and that's ultimately what they want. Corporate sponsors. Anyways, um, switching it up from corporate sponsors to tactics, uh, Formations, players, what, what are we thinking for tomorrow? Um, obviously, you hinted there that 
there's going to be changes that he wants to see players that haven't necessarily didn't play the other day. Anybody? Um, well, I think maybe the first half, I think we'll probably see like a pretty ideal, strong uh, lineup going into Gold Cup. But yeah, he just he still has to see a lot of players. So it's just it's just I guess with friendlies, like you see uh, maybe a good. Uh, 11 the first 45 50 minutes and then when all the subs come in it kind of disorients the game and kind of makes you question well what's going to look like for the first game in gold cup so oh i think it'll be interesting to see what what he what he does tomorrow i definitely think it'll be interesting i mean there are several players who are on this roster even though the fact that it's getting a little thin with some of the injuries and things there are players who haven't played that much time i mean alexis vega's on this squad uh, i don't know what he's going to do necessarily is it time to get him a start look if i were tata i'd be finding bubble wrap for raul jimenez for guillermo ochoa for i mean for pizarro but he does have to put out a team tomorrow and i think it's interesting i, I wrote a, a news story for goal just now after the press conference my main takeaway sort of was the fact that uh i don't think he cares about this win streak at all it sort of seemed like he was saying we learn more from, de we literally did say we learn more from defeats than victories, which Mexico hasn't been defeated yet under his tenure. But I I'm not saying Tata doesn't care about this game, but I definitely think that he would, if you said you're going to lose 2-0 but lose no players, he would take it. I think yeah. he'd sign for that. Yeah, especially yeah. here in Dallas with the whole injury curse. I mean, I'd rather lose. Which he didn't know about until. Uh, right? <laughs> I'd rather lose Somebody than. Tell him that there's an injury curse. Yeah, so I'd rather lose that. than lose a player, especially, like you said, Pizarro, the most important one that I feel like was left out of World Cup, and now he's definitely given the opportunity. Yes. And Tomorrow, Pizarro, Jimenez, Pizarro, Jimenez Ochoa. Like, you think yeah. they all play? No, I think, no, I think, I think Ochoa, Ochoa. No, I'm saying like if they got injured. Mm -hmm. play, like mm -hmm. if they got injured. Uh, the guys who, the, most of the guys who didn't start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Ochoa I think will start in goal. Guardado I'm pretty sure will start. Um, Jimenez I don't think will start. So he's, I mean, I can't see Alexis Vega playing this summer, but if there is a game that he's going to play, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then, who else we got? Jacker um, Rodriguez, Chaka Rodriguez, I think Salcedo, Jonah, Jonah Jonathan dos Santos. Yeah, I mean Jonathan dos Santos. It's quite interesting. I mean Jorge Sanchez, Jorge Sanchez, yeah. um, T Chaka. Who else at the back? Moreno. Well, I don't know. Moreno, I think Moreno has to go again. I think he has to go again because of the injury. If Diego you go Moreno Salcedo, that's still a very good center back pairing. Somehow Diego Reyes is going to be there for the whole. Game. Well, I mean, I think he's going to be in the midfield, yeah, I right? Yeah. I'd rather have him tomorrow, I guess, than. Oh no, Diego Reyes is playing probably more minutes than anybody this summer. I feel like. Yeah. No, see, it'll be interesting. It'll be on specifically Jonathan dos Santos. Yeah. yeah. I actually chatted to him briefly after the game, and he told me that Tata sees him more as kind of an interior midfielder than a holding midfielder. Because mm -hmm. he he kind of says, well, I've seen in previous interviews that he likes to play the holding role, but Tata sees him further up, further up, like like Osorio did. I mean, every manager <laughs> it seems sees him in yeah. that way. Um, but yeah, but but now it looks like it's going to be a really fascinating battle between Dos Santos and Charlie Rodriguez because Tata was also saying the other day that this guy plays like he's 30 years old. So yeah. I think that's his favorite. I think if it came to starting either Charlie um, or who was it? Jonah. Jonah yeah. I think he'd, he'd go for Charlie, definitely. Mm -hmm. I feel like he has a lot of confidence in him. Um, so I'd see Charlie starting over Jonah, in my opinion. But I think you could also have both because it is, okay, if if Edson isn't healthy, which I don't think he will be for, you know, I, I, I have no diagnosis, but it, why would you start him against Cuba? Cuba? Why would you He's start him against ready. Cuba? He's going to uh, be ready for the big yeah. Cuba. So, I mean, I think you could easily see a midfield of Guardado on the left, Dos Santos or Charlie in the middle, and then the other one on the right. I mean, 
I, I, I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think you will at first, but I think you might need to at some yeah, point yeah. because of just simply the numbers game. Yeah. I yeah. mean, is he going to play Reyes in every group game? I mean, if he could. I, I hope so. not. Yeah, I mean, I think he will. I, yeah, I mean, for me, it was interesting <laughs> that when he had to replace um, um, Edson, mm-hmm. he went for Reyes. Right. You know what I mean? He was like, you had Jonathan on the bench. You had you had those players on the bench, but he opted yeah, right. for that. Yeah. And I think because he wants that player to drop back into the defence to make a line of three and, you know, almost a, a 3-4-3 formation, I think it has to be Reyes or, or Edson. But we'll see. We'll see how he develops during the World Cup. But, um, yeah, just to round off, quick predictions. What kind of game we're going to see tomorrow? A bit on Bolillo, your favourite manager ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, it is, he is. I've been saying Bolillo and, and even in other podcasts. I, the guy, when he comes in and does press conferences outside, if you ever get a chance to listen to it, I think he's, he's, he's a great, great coach. And I was almost there kind of inspired by him and Aguinaga talking on all of it really respects Mexico uh, so uh, prediction for me I think just like Bolillo said I think both of the teams are gonna want to take the ball they don't like to give it away um, and uh, I think it's I think it's gonna be a really good match aside from maybe Ecuador not going full-on because you know he's they, he's even said it we're, we're our main purpose is getting ready for the Copa America so I think Mexico uh, I think wins I think 2-1 and uh, towards the end of the game, maybe the last 20, 30 minutes, I think everyone's going to calm down, especially for injuries and stuff like that. We won't see a crazy game after the maybe the 60th minute, I think everyone knows because of the tournament and how they're scared of, of any injuries. So 2-1, Mexico. Um, I'm going to go with a 3-1. I think we have a lot of youngsters that are very hungry on the field. I think it'll be an intense first half. Second half, I think definitely think the, the intense level will definitely drop. So... Um, we'll see. I mean, like I said, we'll see how the rotations are coming in second half. What what players we actually get to see? No, um, Ecuador. I think doesn't really has more of a important uh, time to get ready for Copa America. Um, so definitely seeing how they are, especially Angel Mena. I'm curious to see how he will uh, be with this Ecuador. You know, yeah. seeing Through how. Break. Yeah, through a little break, and you know, I kind of heard uh, people were saying Angel Mena kind of you know, choked in the final. So I think really want him to redeem himself with yeah. Ecuador. Mena, Grezo, uh, a few other players were not part of that Venezuela friendly. This is the only friendly that Ecuador has their full side for ahead of the Copa America. I do think they want to stay healthy, but I also feel like uh, the pressure is kind of on Ecuador. Mexico looks, I've recited the stat a million times now that uh, since the Gold Cup went to 14 groups, Mexico's only gotten all nine points in one of those tournaments. However, I think the group stage will probably be pretty easy for Mexico. I think Mexico expects that. And I think that this game is more about staying healthy, getting some of those youngsters in, uh, than it is about going out and getting a victory or even playing as as sort of the style that Martino wants like they did against Venezuela, like we've seen in the other two friendlies. All that to say, I think Ecuador might come out a little hungrier. I, I mean, that's not necessarily the key of the game. I think they have a good speed and attack. That said, Mexico's defense is still quite good. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw that I don't think either team will be too bothered by, but I also don't think the fans will be too excited about. Good stuff. I'm going for 2-2. I think Ecuador will do damage on the break. So fast. Just very fast, fast up front. Tom has not had Mexico win no. in any of his last four. <laughs> <laughs> so last, he four said, last four years. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to look at this and go, why, you, why don't you ever pick a prediction, Tom? Because you said tie in the other Venezuela games and then on the and other games, tied. I think it's tied. Tom always goes for ties right now. But anyway, it is surprising, though. I'm going to say yeah. that the, the team has surprised us. Can yeah. we all agree that um, it's positive right now on the way the team is playing at yeah. least? 
in other different managers coming in. You're starting to see, I think everyone around is starting to see a team that's kind of be put together. You know, all, all, even though there's all these drama with Vela and all that stuff, the team's playing well. And you're starting to see these players kind of out there. And I think it's a positive side. Hopefully that translates into a Gold Cup, which we all know it could be a, uh, a tournament that uh, can make or break a coach, especially the way that it goes. We've seen that in the past. So. Especially if you get in a fight with someone in the airport, in the airport after, after the yeah. final. But that also can break you. 2011 is the last time that we really had you know, a team beat the U.S. that's also playing an A team. And, and now these are safe. So it's, it's an important tournament for me. So we'll see what, how Mexico does. All prepared and ready for Tata Martino's fourth game in charge. Looking, for, looking to make it four wins out of four. Let's hope he... Uh, he stays clear of reporters in the airports and that he makes it through the <laughs> summer. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, stay tuned for, uh, for, for, for the reaction pod after the game.